Welcome back, everyone, to My Football View. With me is Mace the Case, and today we'll be going over the results of Game Week 23. Mace, how are you? How was your week? Yeah, man, my week was marvelous, man. A lot of good games. Man, let's get to it. Uh, which game were you? Uh, which game? Which game do you want to start off with? Because there's a lot of interesting points. Uh, probably the Arsenal. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Before we get into the games, let's talk about the referees. How disappointing are you that we watch this beautiful game? The best league in the world for, for us, and yet we have the worst referees in the world. I mean, this is not a new. It feels like it's a. Uh, it's been happening every week. There's always some controversies going on with referees, going on with the uh, VAR, and it just it's been awful, man. But at the same time, man, you can't always blame the referees and VAR, man. Arsenal, Arsenal didn't deliver it. I know you can't blame. Uh... You know, Arsenal has to take some responsibility, but this is 12 points now that VAR has cost them. Uh, and each, each, for each game, there has been an apology that has been sent out to the club. But at the end of the day, an apology doesn't do you any good because you do drop points because of bad officiating. Yeah, but uh, my thing is, like, whenever you lose, you're always going to scapegoat someone. So the scapegoat is always going to be the referee if things weren't going your way. I know it was a big mistake by the referees, but it's Arsenal didn't pay that well, to be honest. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, no, no. I understand that, you know, there's always the scapegoating, but that the technology is in place for these things not to happen. And it's not as VAR itself or the technology is failing. It's the t- referees that are. Yeah, and I get that. It's yeah. like, you know, you letting out, you not closing the cells before you're the inmates and they just leave it and then you say oh shoot i forgot but i'll get fired but you know like lee mason two years ago he was dropped from var response uh, responsibilities because of mistakes that he has done uh, in the prior and now two years he's back and he's making these mistakes again there seems no no responsibility like these referees have no responsibility there's no no consequences for it like like Kant, Kant, Antonio Contes said it perfectly that they should be interviewed after the game and they should be able to explain what were, what was they're going through. Um, Their mind, like thought process. Yeah, thought process when this happened during the game. And it's, yeah, you got to like because I put him mind, on the spot. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if he came out uh, after the game and said, uh, we missed this, we missed to draw the lines because, you know, there was a lot of ha- things happening in that moment and it was just a human error. I just don't like that they they come out. Um, for example, some some decisions they come out in an apology right after the game, but sometimes they take six weeks, six months, two months to say I'm sorry instead of actually you know going there and being like, hey, I, we made a mistake. Yeah, but if Arsenal won that game, let's say three to one, and Brentford scored that one goal in the 70 something minute, would it be the same controversy as it is today? No. Yeah, but that's not the point. It's you know a team could get relegated. Uh, or a team could get to win the championship and it could be because of a refereeing decision instead of actual, you know, uh, gameplay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get I get your point. Like because, same- you know, f- f- the same thing goes for Brian. Brian lost points because of an offside decision because the dr- lines were drawn, uh, weren't drawn. And that that decision for them could mean a Champions League, a Champions League spot. And... On the other hand, they, they played a lot better than uh, Arsenal, and they deserve to win that game. 
Yeah. So there's four different games that, you know, the referees influence the game. But, okay, um, you mentioned that you wanted to jump to that Arsenal versus Brentford game. So uh, I wanted to get your take. Go on. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was a good game. It was the, the thing is, like, Brentford, they're a very unique team because they line up with two strikers. They, they line up with uh, Tony and uh, what's it on the name? Buama? Yeah. Buama is, yeah. So they're very, like, they line up very um, traditionally, like, old school. And I thought, like, maybe that caught Arsenal off guard a little bit. Um, they're, they're very, like, uh, they, they kind of play like a bully, bully ball. Yeah. So, um, and Tony's so Tony, good. Yeah, Tony's very good. Uh, it feels like sometimes, like, a lot of teams maybe are figuring out Arsenal. Like, just low block. Um, I would want to say, yeah, like, I understand your point. But, you know, Arsenal, at the end of the day, still have 23 shots. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't get enough shots on goal. I don't have that pulled up to me. Yeah. But they have over, uh, over 1.5 FSG. So, it's like, you know, they're making these chances, but uh, they're just not putting them away. So... Like, I understand what you mean because Everton played very similar yeah. yesterday. And the way they Everton played today was very similar. And, you know, Liverpool was able to counter them. So, I, like, I think the perceptions perception of teams, how they approach the Arsenal game is different how they would have approached it back in the day. They would have they felt more open and more comfortable to yeah. play against Arsenal. But since you know, Arsenal is playing a lot better, they have to figure out how to break teams... That's why I think like a guy like Jesus, him missing is such a big yeah. difference. And I feel like this is the way to be Arsenal. Just sit like, be def- be very defensive. Like do that low block, and we got it like big, big, uh, strong strikers like Tony. Just kick that ball, let him hold up, because he won like ten area duels against yeah, Saliba Tony, and, uh, and, Tony. and uh, I like even Gabriel didn't play that good versus Saliba and Gabriel. Yeah, he's a he's a such. A, I like man, Tony's such an underrated striker. He's very unique. Like. He's, he always does the little things that go very unnoticed. He has 14 goals and three assists on a, in a team like Brentford. Yeah. Like any other team, any if this guy was, I don't know, if he was playing for Chelsea or any like top six team, I think everyone would be talking about him, how great he is and yeah. how he should be in the England lineup and how he should be maybe partnering Kane. But like you don't hear anything about this guy. Yeah, I mean... It's- Cause he's not like very technical savvy. He doesn't have that shot. No, that strike as Harry Kane is. He, yeah. He's just a, like an old school. I'll bully your, bully your players, bully your defenders, and uh, like the the goal they scored, the equalizing goal he scored. Like he was just that that like he found himself like he found himself. He always at the right time, right spot in the in the, um, in the penalty box. Did you game overall? Were you just surprised that you know Arsenal couldn't find that like? Uh, like final uh, ball, or were you disappointed by like maybe? Because for me, I felt, I felt like Odegaard. You know, for team games like this where teams sit in a low block, I'm expecting a little bit more from him on the creativity side. I don't think he's providing enough enough yeah, creativity. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is uh, my issues with Martinelli because he's been out of form for a couple of weeks already, and I think it's time to change and and bring in uh, start Chelsea instead. What, what do you think? Bring, bring some different quali- uh, yeah. quality. What do, you, what do you think that, you know, maybe uh, from the perspective of, you know, Martinelli hasn't been the same since Jesus has been out of the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus is like that striker that is able to float. Uh, he's able to move to the left and to he's left, able yeah. to let Martinelli just float in. Because well, Enkete is not and a type of striker. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I feel like, you know, I think Eddie, even though Eddie has been doing good, I think he has to be a little bit more. <laughs> Someone said that he's the black Francis Jeffers, like that he just <laughs> st stands there yeah. and just waits for the ball. I think he's more than that, but um, I think it's affecting Martinelli's game. But were you impressed with Chossard? Like every game he comes in, he's been doing really yeah, well. Yeah, he, he looked more lively. Uh, yeah, I think he should start definitely next game. Uh, Martinelli hasn't been the same player, like I said. So it's time. It's maybe time to like to change it up. Yeah, Do you see that happening versus City? Nah, I, don't, I mean, it's hard Cause to tell. Because you said like you know the, the it's teams that play in a low block, and City are not going to be playing in a low nah, block. Nah, yeah, City's not going to play low block. Yeah. So this uh, this keeps Arsenal still up top, and then Brentford are eighth, still in that spot to um to maybe be in a Europa League Conference League. Uh, they do have a shout for the Champions League, but I don't. I think both of us know that's not gonna. Nah, it's probably not gonna, happen, not gonna yeah. happen. Okay, let's move on to the next one. This is a game that we didn't preview because you know we thought it's gonna. It's not gonna live up to its uh, billing. But Leicester versus Tottenham. Uh, this is a big blow after Tottenham win against City at home. You think they're on? Uh, you know, they they could find some form and boom, four one mm -hmm. versus Leicester. And uh, bigger than that, they lose Rodrigo Bentacor for six months due to an uh, Yeah, and Bissouma's uh, injured too. The, do you know how long? He's I don't been know. But maybe I think it's a, maybe a little knock. But yeah, yeah they're when you think like Spurs are going to make a good uh, make a run, start winning games, and this is the typical Spurs four one against Leicester, man. Yeah, like you know they scored in the fourteenth minute. I you, I felt like you know they're going to be comfortable. They'll, they'll get another one. They'll be able to uh, maybe hit Leicester on a counterattack, and then they lose two goals in two yes. minutes. <laughs> Same old Antonio Conte tactics, man. Dyer, diarrhea, man. <laughs> Tanganga, like you got the same old players starting all over again. How do you his substitutions? I don't know. He always, I don't, man, I don't know what's going on with substitutions. He makes his substitutions like around seventy minute. Yeah. Like, why like so four, late? Change it up. Players got. Uh, Four players came into the uh, in the seventy fifth. It's like he's scared to try new things. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, bring down Juma offensive. earlier. Like, yo. yeah, Jim Juma when it came in on the 79th minute. It's like for what? Like, it's we're losing four one. We're not going to change anything. Yeah, else. What do you think about Poro in this game? I think, man, it's hard yeah, to tell. Right? It's hard to tell. It's so early. I mean, yeah, I feel like he had an okay game. Um, what is that dude's pundit name? Uh, former manager. Oh, Spurs that stated that. Oh, yeah, he, I know who you're talking about. He, he, that he he wasn't that good at um, sporting or Benfica. And he, I, I don't know if he played, was it? What yeah, team yeah. he played for Benfica or sporting? And then he said, like, the wrong team. That yeah, yeah, for. I saw, see him play for like an ex team, but yeah. it's like so completely wrong team. Ah, man, this dude, like, it's, uh, too, early, it's too early to tell me. You got to give him time. It's also hard because he partners with Tantananda Davis and Dada. Yeah. It's like, come on. Uh, um, still, Son continues to play ninety minutes, even though <laughs> even though he's not providing anything. It's it's, yeah, it's pretty it's, crazy. It's, well, it, it's a big you know it's a big game for Leicester because you know they Christensen on left back, new signing Sutter at center back, and then that Tete uh, that they brought in the Brazilian, right? Yeah, Tete, he's yeah. been good, looking good, and and Madison another goal assist and a yellow card just to compliment all of that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Madison is a bowler, man. I'm, I'm curious who, what, what top team is going to try to get him. Do you think that he could, uh, as, as a number 10? Number 10, 
Newcastle needs him, Spurs need him. Um, no, because they're gonna just keep playing soft. But you know what? But uh, you gotta uh, give a shout out to Luster's board because you know they were there at the bottom and they stick through with Brandon Rogers, even though things weren't looking good. And now they're you know they're pulling away from that relegation. Yeah, because they don't want to fire him because they don't want to pay off uh, the rest of his contract. But you do you think that is? he doesn't want to quit? Rogers doesn't want to quit because you know. Yeah, well, I think, like, for example, Leeds United got rid of uh, Jesse Marsh. And, you know, like, we see the same thing happening. Like, uh, at the end of the day, like, the team could look good. The team players get put in these positions. But they, they got to put away, uh, you know, their chances. I feel like Brendan Rodgers is a more respected figure in the Premier League. He has a better resume. I mean, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, just, uh, just to highlight Spurs. Spurs with that loss got um, bumped out of the top four, sitting on fifth with twenty three games played. So um, yeah, they're even, looking at they're looking. Even yeah. though like Spurs been struggling all season, look at this. They're still like three points behind. If they somehow two make points, two, two points, points behind, even if they somehow make top four, all all this will be forgotten. All these struggles, all these. Things think, that are done by contest type tactics and all that type of stuff will be forgotten. Even though they make top four, do you think like Conte would want to stick around? Because I don't think. Nah, I think I feel like this relationship is coming to an end. It's like you know they'll make it's top four, time. but it's not like it's whatever at this point. Yeah. And I think I, I personally feel they need they need a new manager. They need a whole new team. <laughs> they need a new owner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's um, let's jump into what are we looking at? We're still at Sunday. Well, we, we did preview that uh, Southampton Wolves game. Uh, so the Southampton manager is gone after that loss. Uh, Southampton lost 2-1 uh, to, to Wolves. They were playing at home. They were up 1-0. Wolves were playing with uh, with 10 men uh, since the first half because uh, Alamina second yellow card because of charging too aggressively to the referee. Not saying anything, yeah. not tackling anybody, <laughs> running aggressively towards the referee. He got his, he earned his second yellow card, uh, and then a, a benignic own goal that looked like a beauty. Um, I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> he, he, got, he got mixed up in some stuff. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the guy because he hasn't played in so long. Yeah. And he's not he's not the most coordinated guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. God, Damn, man. And those things happen, man. <laughs> I kind of feel for it. It's like when when it's raining, it's pouring. <laughs> but I I think it like I, I don't see. They said that Jesse Marsh might be taking Southampton over. No, I don't think he would that's... want to take that team over. But like, no, nah, because they're gonna get relegated anyways. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I think he like Leeds have maybe a better squad than even Southampton. And On paper, like, they I feel like they do. Yeah. Yeah. With the new additional McKinney. Yeah. So I don't, and I think Jesse Marsh is. I think he'll be looking to maybe like you know restart his career somewhere else. Yeah. With like a squad because you know his. I don't think his football is bad. Okay, uh, but yeah, that scoreline uh, leaves Southampton bottom of the league with fifteen, and Wolves move up to fifteen. Uh, now they're um, five points clear of Everton with uh, that's which who are eighteenth after today's game. Okay, moving on to Sunday. Early kickoff, Leeds United versus Manchester United. Uh, finished 2-0. Uh, late goals by Marcus Rashford and Garnacho were like Mace. Interesting game because Manchester United did not look uh, like 
like themselves. But you know, Leeds United still can't score a goal to save their lives. So, so United quality yeah. at the end of shine. You bring it. You bring in that fridge to start. This is what happens. <laughs> man, this dude looks. He looks awful. But yeah, man, use man two zero. Marcus Rashford man scoring again. That was a really uh, nice cross by uh, Luke that Shaw. That was a nice cross by Luke Shaw. Um, you know, one thing with Marcus Rashford is like he improved his um, finishing with his header. Yeah. And I read an article about um, one of the coaches that Eric Tenhan brought in. It's, his name is Benny Benny McCarty. Benny McCarty, yeah. Yeah, he used to play for Blackburn Rovers. And, and Marcus Rashford credits, credits him a lot for, for his um, improving finishing and his heading too. So. Yeah. Uh, then uh, there was two goals that you know were offside. Side the the first one of them was I believe I had it ran down here. Which one? Uh, Rashford made it three zero, and then Webhorst made it three uh, zero again. But both of them were chopped yeah. off because of offsides. And also, a uh, big change in the game was when uh, Webhorst was playing as number ten. That kind of like changed the momentum of the game. But who got moved to the nine? Rashford. I think so, yeah. No. I didn't watch, I only watched the uh, first half. But Garnacho and others. He's, no, that's no. why he's perfect as an impact sub. Yeah, like people were hating on him, and then this was a really nice move because it was a nice finish. Garnacho was the one that um, won the ball because he he just kicked it away from the defense. But can he? Yeah. Then uh, he he was very direct, and then with you know showed the goalkeeper that he's going one way, and then he bit he bit him on his front post. So he was a. This is this is what Manchester United have to do because it doesn't matter if they play well; they just gotta get points. Get points. That's what it counts, man. Because at one point, I think they're gonna run out of players because these players are playing nonstop and they keep, they keep. Yeah, my thing is, what's gonna happen when Marcus Rashford is gonna be uh, out of form? Because right now is he's he's on some Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan stuff, man. <laughs> uh, oh, no, who's who's gonna be the other player to deliver? But. Time yeah. will tell. And I just hope, you know, they don't over they don't overplay him to a point where he gets uh, what was that back injury? Uh, oh yeah, a couple seasons ago, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like just because of stress due to yeah. overload. And like he's such a good player, but you know, um, not all players could handle that relentless like amounts amounts of games of playing nonstop. Yeah, yeah. They got Barcelona next. And then Leicester at home, and then Newcastle, then Barcelona again, and then they have the Carling Cup final. It's like, it doesn't stop. But um, for a short period of time, it did move Manchester Manchester United into second behind Arsenal until that uh, 11.30 kickoff where we saw Manchester uh, City versus Aston Villa uh, finish 3-1 for City. The, the fans look galvanized. The whole team, it was like a siege mentality that Guardiola is like creating. Yeah, because it was like everybody against us. Yeah, they, it's like, yeah, it's like we know you cheated. <laughs> we know and that you dude, did. Pep Guardiola, was rattled on that press conference. Like, damn, yo, he was mentioning like, why would you mention Steve Gerrard out of <laughs> Steve Gerrard out of nowhere? Like calling out people, Call, calling out people, calling out Daniel Levy by his name. Like he was rattled, like crazy. Steven Gerrard had enough. He, he can't get a job. He got fired. He got had the stuff like you don't have to bring it. It was it was like that fifty cent meme. Like <laughs> I just woke up, I was minding my own business, and I get mentioned in this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it finished three one, and um, 
Like, I mean, they they this this city scored in the fourth minute. I was disappointed by Aston Villa. Yeah, it was a typical Man City. Uh, I was expecting a little, a little bit more from them. You know, what one, one of the concerning things is uh, Holland getting pulled up in the second half. He might not be ready for Arsenal game. And you know what? It's, him not playing might be might benefit Man City. Man City, yeah, because they might just approach it slightly different and might. It's like a curveball because if Holland plays, you know Holland's going to be there. He's not. They already defended against them, and they Arsenal um, back four haven't really defended uh, against Alvarez for like ninety minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be kind of intriguing. Yeah, you know what? Um, a fantasy tip maybe. Uh, uh, Ali Watkins has scored in his last three games, and since Danny Ings has loved the club, it looks like he's the main guy that Emery's like going with. So he's getting these ninety minutes, and he's you know. He's finding ways to score, so uh, might be might be good for him. You know who looked bad in that performance? Ashley Young and Callum Chambers. I'm really surprised that Callum Chambers is a Premier League player still. And I like I like him. He's a nice guy. I feel like, well, man, I just yeah. But Ashley Young is like one of this like one of those James Milner players. Like, dude, like, you've yeah, been, but- you've been a good servant to the Premier League to Aston Villa. Like, I yeah. know you're in great physical shape, but it's time to go, man. Like go to Italy. Who who who? He played that? for Inter. Oh, he did. He came yeah. back. He came yeah. back. To ask That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I, so I feel he like did. he's just one of those players that he's, doesn't want to let it go. Like he doesn't know when it's time to let it go. Yeah, and like you know, he's thirty-seven, and yeah. you know, he's still he's starting. So you know, from his perspective, it's like, why should I let it go if, if I'm still a starter? But but like, but he's constantly performing against like players twice as younger as you are. So it's. Mm, this is like a disadvantage right off the rip. Callum Chambers uh, starts for Arsenal reject. <laughs> like, uh, I have no idea why, but oh yeah, okay. Carlos is out and Mings were both out. That's why, okay. That, and okay. even though with Tarja Mings, that Aston oh, Villa's uh, defense is still leaky. Yeah. Uh, Tarja Mings is one of the most overrated defenders you ever see play. <laughs> You know what? It sucks because, you know, we expected a lot more from uh, Aston Villa, but, you know, injuries to Carlos, the center, Diego Carlos at the center back that they got from a Brazilian center back that they brought in from Sevilla. You expected, like, him to shore up that defense, but he, he's been, he, he has an ACL uh, since the beginning of yeah. the season, so it's kind of it's giving it uh, some issues to Aston Villa's back line. But with that win, uh, Man City are two points behind, three points behind Arsenal with a game, um, with one game played more. And Aston Villa drop out to the to 11th. Uh, just going back, circling back to Saturday, the game we missed, West Ham versus Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, again, in four games, they only lost one goal. But it's still the issue of not being able to score goals. And then it's hard when your midfielders are making saves and <laughs> with their hands and referees are not seeing it. That was that was oh, that was <laughs> awful. Man. How can I even do a VAR check with that one? Yeah, and uh, what we're talking about is Thomas Suchak uh, falling down and saving the ball with his hand in the penalty uh, box and far not even checking it or the referee not seeing it. It's like it's like he just fell over and like he scooped it. He almost scooped it like a goalkeeper. <laughs> it's like what? And you got these extra referees in the press box watching the game. Also, like how can you not see that? It's it's awful, man. Like, 
but something has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I feel like there, there, there should be like a relegation thing for these referees. Like, some of these referees should be like sent back to the championship. Yeah. Like, there, there has to be some type of punishment because these guys are just getting it wrong every single game. This is twelve points that are that could have been impacting teams in the Premier League this this week. Yeah, it seems like when, like, remember when NFL was on lockdown? There was like a contract issue with the referees, and mm-hmm. they had like replacement referees who were like teachers, oh, yeah, or, like yeah, yeah, amateur yeah. referees, and that's just what it feels like with <laughs> Premier League referees. Like, yo, it's <laughs> it's awful, man. Like, it, but these guys are so crazy because you read up on it. These guys have been pulled away from VAR, have been like you know been issued warnings because of previous um, you know things they have done, and like they just keep coming back. Like, what's going on? Like, there's not enough training. There, there has to be enough money to get uh, these guys trained. You got to bring in new referees, like younger referees. I feel like a lot of. Um, Referees that are making mistakes are older ones. Yeah. Like the dude with the Arsenal. Lee Mason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And these a lot of these referees have been pulled from their duties. Uh, and I think rightly so, because there, there has to be some consequences. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they don't have to speak out after these games. And, you know, you go watch a game, you see something happening that's clear and obvious. They have this technology to slow down the play, to zoom in, and it makes it more obvious. And they still have don't even take the opportunity to decide. Yeah. So, uh, but it did finish one one. Felix got his goal. Uh, I was in, I was actually it was, I was a good game. Yeah, I was so impressed with Felix in that ten position, man. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch him instead of like Mount in number ten role. Yeah. Uh, he was orchestrating everything. Oh man! Him and Fernandez looked like they had a good combination. Yeah, it was, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah. Uh, Merger kind of struggled again on that left hand position. Uh, he, he just like he finessed everyone after playing with yeah, I guess yeah, Milner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know who looked good uh, in uh, next uh, Fernandez? Uh, Loftus Cheek. Nah, man, I don't really love this cheek, man. He's one of those players that uh, Chelsea has to get rid of. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna stay. Nah. But if you have him, I think for the remaining of the season, I would stay with him instead of uh, Conor Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, but he's been yeah, Conor Gallagher is another player that he just he he, he should be playing for Chelsea. I don't I don't feel like this this is a perfect team for him. He should go to like one. He should have stayed at Crystal Palace. Yeah, but Chelsea division teams. Yeah. Look, I got another one. Love this chick, man. He's been there. He's been playing for Chelsea for mad years, man. It's mm-hmm. either he's constantly injured, yeah, like with or he's he, just yeah. He can't. He's like Pulisic. He can't even get any time that you think that he'll finally break into that yeah. squad. He's gonna pull up an ACL. I don't know. He plays like he plays one of those games, and you know, he has a good game that everybody thinks, oh, Love this chick is quality. No, he's not. No, I mean quality and consistency. I think go hand in hand, and I think. It's going to be interesting if he's going to be able to do it in the running games because Zachariah is out, Kovacic is still out, Kante is back in training, but you know, well, it's going to be interesting how they they go forward. But I think if they want to uh, gain points, I would go with uh, Loftus Cheek instead of Gallagher. Gallagher. Um, I think the perfect second perfect material to um, to Enzo Fernandez will be Kovacic. Kovacic is a quality player when healthy. 
Yeah, do you think they're gonna stick stick with him? Because there, there are I've heard rumors of them looking to move on from Kovacic. No, no, they should stick with Kovacic, man. He's he's a bowler. Do you think uh, so? How would you see them lining up? Uh, Kovacic and Enzo Fernandez in those two then, roles, and then just them being like a pivot. Yeah, pivot. Yeah. yeah. And then who's playing in that number ten? Felix. I'll play Felix, and I'll play Magic on the left. I would play. I would kind of want to move. For some reason, I just want to get Havertz out of there and like maybe even play Felix up top and then. Yeah, but nah, Felix is not his number nine because he when he's gonna play that number nine role, like all these big ass defenders are gonna. Tyrone Mings. Knock <laughs> his ass out. Yeah, yeah, there's not. You gotta be able to hold the ball as a number nine in the Premier League. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to do that. I would start giving that guy Fofana more t- playing time and drop Havertz. Like I, Havertz has this. How many more chances yeah. does this guy need? Yeah, he's been awful, man. Like, like I just, said before, just yeah. I feel like they should bank on him in the off season. At least get like sixty. I feel like they'll be able to get like fifty, sixty million. Yeah, Barcelona's buying like everyone. So he's, yeah. he's a, still a young player. Yeah, he's twenty three years old. Plays for Germany. Starts for Germany. So I, I think you know Kai Havertz could be a good player if he's in the right system and in the right position. Yeah. Like he can't be playing striker in the Premier League. Yeah, Premier League don't suit his, his yeah. style. Like maybe the game is too quick for him. He's not fast. He's not quick. He's not, he's, skill, he's not very. He's not very ball. skillful. Not very like we can just get the ball, like make nice passes, like just. Mm-hmm. I think you know he would. I think he would thrive if he could go back. And back to Germany. That's his. That's his league. Even maybe Spain yeah. but, but, or Italy because it's a lot slower. Uh, anything else from you, Mace? No. All right. So next game, uh, just to finish up, Arsenal versus Man City. Uh, we'll be. We'll we'll review that game next uh, next time we uh, come up on air. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, thank you for listening, guys. And then don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at My Football View Podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, follow me on my OnlyFans. Like I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Football View Ace. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye.